2: okay welcome back to the podcast today we are tackling the big question of how long should you be engaged for i know a lot of people just got engaged over the holiday season or sometime in the mess that was 2020, one of the uh, bright shining lights of a pretty terrible year. And if that's you, congratulations. And you might be wondering, you know, how long should this engagement period last? So that's what we're chatting about during today's episode. Um, So how long should you be engaged for? Uh, There's no perfect answer. You probably suspected this off the top. There is no perfect ideal time. Every single couple is different. And it really depends on where you are in your relationship, what you want out of your wedding and your marriage, and uh, where you are in your lives as well. Um, I think a couple, you know, fresh out of high school, who want to go to university and want to move across the country, will probably have a longer engagement than a couple who met, you know, after they are established in their careers and their cities, maybe they're, you know, a little bit older those people will probably have a shorter engagement but yeah every couple is totally different there is no one right answer and uh and a podcast no <laughs> i'll go into some reasons uh why you might want to have a longer engagement and reasons why you might want to have a shorter one but before i do i will just say the answer if you are looking for sort of a quick answer the average amount of time that couples are engaged for is 12 to 18 months and that's usually because a lot of venues book out at least 12 months in advance. So it's more about waiting for venues to be free. Okay. Let's dive into it. So what are some reasons to have a long engagement? So the first one, which I, you know, just spoke about, is the venue or vendors or a specific date for the wedding. So if you're planning, you know, a really big wedding, you might actually need all of that time, the 12 months, the 18 months, the 24 months, 36 months, whatever it is. You might need all of that time to plan your wedding if you're having really huge affair, maybe it's over, you know, maybe you're having a full weekend thing, maybe you're doing a destination wedding, and you want to plan a bunch of different events, you might need a ton of time to get all of that planning done. You probably don't want to rush and try to organize everything in, you know, a couple weeks or a couple months, you might really need that year plus to get everything booked. And even if you don't actually need that much time to do the planning, you might have to give it that much time if you have your heart set on a really specific place, or a specific date, or a specific venue So if you have your heart set on, okay, there's this, um, I don't know, castle in our town, maybe if you have a castle, and you're saying, okay, we want to get married at this castle. um, And we only want to get married on a Saturday in September. And we have to have this photographer who's like the most famous photographer in our city, they're just the best, we have to have them. So if those are all your requirements, there's a good chance that those things won't happen for you, you know, next month. Um, You'll have to wait, especially if you have your heart set on, you know, a specific date, a specific venue, and some you know, specific vendors, you're going to have to wait until all of that availability lines up. And that might be a year away, two years away, three or four years away. So obviously, the more flexible you are, the shorter amount of time you would need to be engaged. But if you really do have your heart set on a really specific date, maybe it's, you know, the date you got engaged or an anniversary or just a special date for you, um, That's a perfectly valid reason to have a very long engagement to wait for those, you know, specific times or that specific place or the specific photographer or officiant or videographer or florist, whoever it is that you really want to work with. Um, This is especially true if you are getting married in 2021 or 2022. As I've talked about before, so many weddings from 2020 have been postponed to 2021 um, or 2022. So we basically just have a backlog of weddings. And you'll probably know if you've already started wedding planning, um, as you call, you know, different venues, different vendors, you'll probably find that a lot of them are really, really booked up Um, earlier than they would be. And that's because we have all of those extra 2020 weddings now trying to fit into 2021 or 2022. So if you're just getting started in your wedding planning, and you do have your heart set on something specific, there's a good chance that you're gonna have to wait a little longer than you thought. Other reasons to have a longer engagement would be if you have some other life milestones that you want to check off first. Um, And I should have said this off the top, there is no judgment, there's no right or wrong way to be engaged. It's not better or worse to have a long engagement or a short engagement. It says nothing about your relationship. And it doesn't determine the success of your marriage. There's no I mean, I don't know if there are studies, I assume there are no studies showing that couples who are engaged, you know, a year Um, have longer marriages than couples who are engaged for three months. And if there are studies out there that show that look at the other factors, I have a feeling it's not just about the length of engagement, it has other things to do with the relationship. Um, But just so you know, there's no right or wrong way to do this. And it is totally, totally valid if you say, you know what, like July 25th is our date, and we will wait until 2023 if we have to. That is totally fine. There's no right or wrong way to do this. Um, right. Okay. So some other reasons why you might want to have a long engagement would be if you have other life milestones that you want to check off your list before you get married. So that could be moving in together, that could be graduating from school first, that could be getting established in your career, that could be buying a house, whatever it is, you might have some things on your list that you say, hey, I want to make sure we get all of this done. Before we get married, these things are, you know, important to us and and we want to do them together while we're still engaged, or maybe even before we get engaged. Another reason to have a long engagement, a very popular reason, is to save up money. (laughs) As you know, if you are in the depths of wedding planning, weddings are expensive. And if you don't have, um, you know, huge contributions coming in from parents or family members or an inheritance or a savings bond or something, um, a great reason to have a long engagement is to give yourself lots of time to save up money. Maybe you want to do some more DIY things, try to get deals and discounts, Um, That's a very good reason to have a long engagement to give yourself lots of time to put money aside so you don't go into debt for your wedding. I've talked about this in previous episodes. Uh, Do not go into debt for your wedding. Don't max out all your credit cards and take out loans. It's not worth it. Have a day you can afford or save up until you can afford it. And again, I have a ton of episodes on how to have a budget wedding, and it's okay if you're having a budget wedding. So head back in the archive and listen to those if you need some tips. Another reason to have a long engagement would be if you're not sure in your relationship. Now, again, I've talked about this before. I really do believe that your engagement um, should not come as a surprise, and that doesn't mean that the proposal shouldn't be a surprise. That's totally fine if that's what you and your partner want to do. But the idea of marriage should not be a surprise. That should be something that the two of you have talked about, and you've had you know long conversations about your relationship and the future of it, and what you want your marriage to look like, and that you're both ready for marriage. Um, but if that didn't happen, if maybe you know this was spontaneous and you just kind of got caught up in the moment, and you said yes, or the other person said yes, when you asked or whatever it is, um, a really good reason to have a long engagement would be to use that time to actually figure things out to figure out if you um, you know, really are compatible for a lifelong marriage to get to know one another to talk about all of the big things you need to know. Uh, Maybe you want to go to relationship coaching or relationship counseling to talk through some issues or just to sort of set yourself up for success. I'm going to have an episode, probably my next episode, about um, six things that you need to talk to your partner about before you get married. So having a long engagement would be the perfect time to talk through any of those issues. Um, Just sort of any, you know, I think it's normal if you're getting married to kind of have those butterflies. You're a little bit anxious, you know, maybe it's more nerves about, oh, I hope I don't trip. Um, You know, I hope I look nice in the photos. I hope my, you know, silly uncle doesn't drink too much. Um, Maybe it's even normal to have a few butterflies about the relationship. You're just, ah, you know, one person for the rest of my life. But if you are really having some, you know, serious doubts early on in the engagement, you're just not really sure about it. This is definitely a good reason to not rush uh, down the aisle and to take your time and to have those tough conversations. It's a lot easier to end an engagement than it is to end a marriage. So definitely make sure you're giving yourself lots of time to figure out whatever you need to figure out. The last reason to have a long engagement would be because you want to. (laughs) As I said, there are no right or wrong answers. There is no perfect amount of time to be engaged. So if you want to be engaged for one year, two years, three years, that is totally fine. A girlfriend of mine got engaged on a trip And she was engaged for, I think, probably two and a half years in the end. And she literally spent the first year and a half doing nothing. She didn't wedding plan at all. She just went about her life, you know, her and her partner were um, just finishing school, they were establishing themselves in their careers. And they just, you know, had no interest in wedding planning at the time. And that was fine. They just, you know, they enjoyed that engaged part of life, they had engagement parties. And then after that first year, then she was kind of like, okay, I'm ready to wedding plan, you know, I'm in a place in my life, where I have time for it and money for it. and, And now it's time to sort of jump into that. And that is totally fine. There is no rule that says, you know, the minute you get the ring on your finger, or you put a ring on someone's finger, that you have to jump into wedding planning. You don't, especially if you are having a longer engagement, you know, two, three years, um, for whatever reason, if it's because you want to, get some things done in your life. It's because you're saving up money. It's because you're just not sure, but there's no reason why you need to spend all of that time wedding planning. You can absolutely press pause, take a break and just, you know, enjoy life, enjoy your engagement, enjoy your relationship and jump into wedding planning when you're ready. Okay. So to wrap all this up, the pros of having a longer engagement would be more time to save up money and establish your life and your relationship more time to enjoy your engagement and press pause on wedding planning and the ability to have that dream wedding and really be in a better place when the wedding comes around, whether that's, you know, financially, better place in your relationship, better place in your career, whatever it is. Some of the cons of having a long engagement would be you might lose steam. If you jump into wedding planning, you know, head first and then realize you have two or three years of this, you might just kind of tuck her out and sort of get over it and not really be a fan of wedding planning and tired of people asking you about the wedding. Another con would be other things in life may come up. Um, I'm sure... Everyone knows a couple who, you know, had planned to get married and then got a job transfer and got pregnant and bought a house and it just, you know, things come up and they they don't end up making it down the aisle or they do, you know, five or 10 years later. Um, pushing it out could also be a bad sign. And of course, this is not for everyone. But if you are in a place where you're sort of thinking, okay, we have to have a long engagement because I'm just, you know, I'm not sure about it. I'm not ready. Um... That could be a con, right? If you if you are sort of thinking that this isn't the relationship for you, and you're, you're worried that you shouldn't have said yes or shouldn't have proposed or however things went down, um, that's obviously not a good sign. <laughs> um, and the lastly, the last con of having a long engagement is that you could be stuck planning forever, uh, which is not fun, <laughs> as people say who have planned weddings. Um, You know, it's, it's a fun day and everything, but the actual wedding planning can get pretty stressful and not something you want to be doing every single day for, for multiple years. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50
1: pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right?
2: all right, so we've talked about the reasons to have a long engagement. And now let's look at the reasons to have a short engagement. And again, there is no right or wrong answer, just sort of looking at some reasons, you might want to go either way, the pros and the cons. There's also no strict definition of what a long engagement or a short engagement would look like. I think if we're um, trying to put numbers to it, so let's say the average engagement is, you know, 12 to 18 months, I think a long engagement is probably anything over that time. So anything over a year, year and a half. And a short engagement, is probably anything less than a year. So if that helps you to sort of figure out what I'm talking about with numbers. Okay, let's dive in. So reasons to have a short engagement would be if you already are established in lots of areas in your life. So let's say you've been in your relationship for a number of years, you're feeling really secure in your relationship, really comfortable, maybe you've already moved in together. So you figured out how, you know, life works together you're also very established in your career, you know, you've done, you finished all your schooling, you're in a good job, you feel like you have job security, you're established, you know, with your money, your finances are in order, you've paid off your debts, and you, you know, you're in a good place financially. And you've also had lots of talks with your partner, not only about what you want your wedding to look like, but what you want your marriage to look like. You've actually talked about that future of your relationship, and what marriage means, and what the future holds for the two of you, not just, you know, what you're going to wear on the big wedding day. So all of that is already established, um, is, is a great reason to have a shorter engagement, because you've kind of jumped over all of those hurdles. Another reason that people often have short engagements is because they want to move on to another life goal or a milestone post-wedding. So the most common one we hear is kids, right? You probably hear this all the time. Um, Usually in those Facebook groups, all the brides will say, oh my god, I just want to get married so we can start having babies or so we can buy the house or whatever it is. And I don't mean to say this is just women. I'm sure there are um, men out there or non-hetero couples who have these same feelings. And, you know, that's totally valid. If you have a life plan um, of wanting to, you know, buy a house once you get married or wanting to start a family, family, once you get married, as you know, many people do, that's a totally valid reason to have a short engagement. However, I would say that shouldn't be the um, only reason. So don't let that trump that idea of having an established relationship, an established life, you know, feeling secure and set where you are. Don't let the idea of, oh my gosh, I'm you know turning 30, I need to get started on having kids, or all my friends have already had kids, or all my friends already own a house, so we have to go and do it the relationship you have obviously should be key. And that um, marriage that you're building should be the most important part, more important than, you know, really wanting to have kids or really, really wanting to buy a house. Those are, well, important things and, you know, great things to want to do shouldn't be the reason why you are running down the aisle. It should be a really set established relationship there that you, you know, feel really good about and see it being your lifelong marriage, um, rather than just your ticket to children or a house or whatever it is. (laughs) Another reason to have a shorter engagement would be If you already have money saved up, so let's say you've already put money aside for your wedding, or you have people in your life who will be contributing to your wedding, or if you have a smaller wedding budget. So if you're planning to just have a smaller wedding, something more casual, an elopement, then you probably don't need to save as much money. So you probably don't need that, you know, year, two, three years to save. You might just need a couple months to put away some money, and then you have enough for the wedding that you want. Which leads me to my next point, Um, a reason to have a short engagement would be if your wedding doesn't need a ton of time. So if you're not planning a wedding, that's, you know, this super big affair with multiple events, and you know, guests coming in from all different countries, if you are more flexible, so you know, in the earlier example, for the long engagement, I talked about somebody having a venue, they have their heart set on a photographer, they have their heart set on and a really specific, you know, date Saturday in September. Whereas if you're more like, okay, you know, we have (laughs) That's, that's, <laughs> three or four venues we like. Uh, we don't care what photographer we work with. There are lots of good ones. And we're happy to get married on you know a Thursday or a Sunday. Doesn't have to be September. We'll get married you know anytime in the fall. Basically, the more flexible you are, the more options you're gonna have, right? That makes sense. So if you're um, wanting to have a shorter engagement and you're really, really flexible with your wedding plans, that's gonna be a lot easier for you to sort of slide into whatever dates are still available in the 2021 or 2022 calendar and allow you to have that shorter engagement time. Um, another reason to have a short engagement, and this is, you know, a bit of a, <laughs> a bit of a sadder one, um, but it is the reality, is just sometimes there are things in life that cause you to have to get married right away. And then, you know, sometimes it's not the wedding that you dream of, but hopefully it's it's the marriage that you're dreaming of, right? You've got the right person, even if you're not in your dream outfit with all your favorite guests. So I think we've seen a lot of that, um, you know, in 2020 and also, you know, before, and and we'll still see it moving forward. But something like, for example, if you have family members who are ill, you know, a lot of people have had this where... Um, you know, a parent's health is failing and you just want to get married so they can be at the wedding. If you have a situation where you or your spouse need to get a visa or need to be put on somebody's health insurance and the only way to do that is if you are married, obviously that's a good reason to move the wedding date up. If you have a situation where you or your partner are heading off, you know, for military leave or something like that, again, a good reason to get married. And if you have a situation where uh, you or your partner or are pregnant and maybe you want to be married before the baby comes or you need to be for, you know, health insurance reasons, or visa reasons, or whatever it is, again, a good reason to get married. And do remember, if you have one of these weddings where, you know, something happens, some big life event, um, and you do need to move up the date, you can always have some sort of a reception or vow renewal later down the line. So don't worry if it's not like, you know, your dream wedding day, you can absolutely have a I do round two later on. Last reason to have a short engagement is because you want to. Same with uh, with the long engagement. If you feel secure and set in your relationship and you don't really understand what it means to enjoy your engagement, uh, which I am in that boat, then there's no real reason to wait. So go for it. So let's recap. The pros of having a short engagement would be you get to start your married life right away. You already have an established base for your relationship and your life. Hopefully, hopefully that's why you are moving forward because things are safe and secure and happy with your relationship, with your work, with your finances. You can move on to other milestones. So things like having children, buying a house, uh, starting a new job, whatever it is that you wanted to already be married before you jumped into those. You might also be having a more affordable wedding. So if you are, you know, doing things quickly, you might be having a more budget style wedding, which is nice. And there might be a greater focus on your marriage. If you're happy to sort of rush through the wedding planning part, that might be because you are more focused on the marriage, which is the goal. Some of the cons to having a short engagement would be your engagement time and maybe even your wedding might not feel as special. Of course, this isn't for everyone. You know, maybe your dream wedding really is that smaller, more budget friendly option. And that's awesome. That's, I'm in that same boat. That's my dream wedding too. But there's a chance it might not feel as special as someone who has, you know, a lavish engagement party and a bachelor and bachelorette party and a wedding shower and all these other events, you know, really celebrating the engagement time, um, buying one of those mugs that says, you know, does this ring make me look engaged, whatever it is, things like that, you know, really going all out for the wedding, you might look at something like that, you know, and say, Oh, wow, like I see if I'd spent, you know, lots of money and lots of time on this, it really could have been this huge deal. So you might miss out on that if you have the shorter engagement. You also might feel rushed, especially if it's a situation where, you know, you need to plan for um, family members who are ill or a visa situation, insurance, military, all that sort of thing. It might really feel rushed. And obviously that is a con. It's not fun to feel like you are rushing wedding planning. Hopefully you don't feel like you're rushing into marriage. That's not the that's not the idea here. But you might feel like your wedding planning is being a little bit rushed. There's also the issue and I think this is one that I really struggle with that you're kind of moving past one milestone in order to get to another and I know I'm definitely definitely in this boat Um, before my partner and I were officially engaged I was you know obviously super super excited about it I was doing wedding planning um, chatting with my mom looking at dresses all of that fun stuff Um, And then you know, once we got engaged, and I don't know if this is just because, you know, we got engaged. So I kind of was over it. But (laughs) it might also just be a situation of hey, it was 2020. And it's really hard to keep up wedding planning steam during a pandemic when you can't even, you know, safely set a date. And if that's you, I did an episode called uh, what to do when you lose your wedding planning mojo, definitely go back and listen to that one. I think you will, (laughs) if not get any good tips, at least just know that there's someone else who feels how you feel. Um, But now that you know, I'm sort of still not sure about setting dates and all of that sort of thing. I feel myself more um, interested in the milestone of kids and babies. And again, I don't know if that's because of the pandemic, because I'm just, you know, we've checked off the engagement thing, maybe it's just my biological clock ticking or whatever it is. But I'm definitely one of those people, I struggle to stay present and enjoy, enjoy the moment, you know, be in the moment, I'm always looking to the future. So now I've sort of like, moved past the wedding thing, and I'm trying to plan the whole kids thing. Um, and it's, and that's definitely a con of, uh, (laughs) of if you do, you know, sort of rush past the whole wedding part, you might just find yourself always looking towards that next milestone and not spending any time enjoying the current one. I heard somebody say, um, on social media, Uh, just, you know, around the new year, they said happy new year, like 2021, the year I get married. And I just thought that sounded so nice. That was such a nice way to look at the new year. So if that's you, if you're getting married this year, um, just keep that in mind anytime uh, this year starts to, starts to act a little bit like 2020, <laughs> starts to get a little pandemic-y on us. Just keep reminding yourself like, oh, 2021, the year I get married. That's so exciting. Um, and if that's not you, that's okay too. Uh, you know, whatever, 2022, 2023, 2024, uh, is going to be an amazing year. And I am so excited for you. And I hope you find lots of good stuff in these podcasts to help you with your wedding planning journey. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. I really appreciate it, and I hope you found the episode helpful. If you really want to make my day, you can leave me a rating and review. Subscribe so you don't miss the next episode, and tell a friend about the podcast. And remember, you can have a great meal without a centerpiece on the table.
0: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.